Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Going Rounds podcast, episode 61, Thursday night, and shitty internet. Um, I really hope that this is going to come across okay. What can I say? I'm out of town. I try to make things happen. Um, It's not looking great from what I'm seeing as far as my stats and stuff go, but I don't know what to do. I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to just uh, push through, and hopefully it's not horrible. <laughs> that's, that's really all I can do. So, um, yeah, I'm here, though. I'm, I'm going to go through it. You know, there's uh, no UFC going on this weekend, but there's other stuff happening, and there's lots of news going on. Uh, man, the picture doesn't look great. I hope the audio is coming over good. If you're watching live let me know how things are looking hopefully it's not too bad um but yeah we're gonna push through and it's uh yeah a lot of a lot of news going on like i said i gotta gather myself here because i'm just all freaking out (laughs) because i i can see that things are not connecting well uh looks and sounds fine here oh my wife said it looks good so i'm happy about that thank you Michelle, I appreciate it. I love you. I miss you. I'll be home soon. Uh, I've been out out of town all week. It's been, you know, it's been not fun, but I make things happen. (laughs) So work is work and we keep going with it. Uh, Just lots of projects going on. So basically, I'm just trying to get a project done out here out of town. We're going to come to a standstill here soon. I'll probably be out here again next week, so at least I get to go home for the weekend and hang out with the family, but then I'll have to turn around and come back Monday, so that's never fun, but it is what it is, and I'm going to push through. Hopefully, I won't have to come back for another few weeks after that, and then I'll just be dealing with with the craziness back at home as far as work goes, but like I said, we got a a lot of news to talk about today. I got a lot of opinions about things that have been happening recently uh and as far as the ufc goes they'll be back not this weekend but next weekend of course i think it was like 17 weeks straight of fights which is pretty insane but you know they did say they were going on a long road of non-stop fights so now they come to a quick little you know weekend off before all of the holidays hit where I'm sure there'll be more time off and the end of the year is going to be kind of a banger of a uh, ending to the year. Cause there's, like I said, last week there's like five uh, title fights over the next few months, the last two months, November and December being uh, two title fights for each of those cards. So it's going to be nutty and fun. If you're a fight fan, especially if you're a UFC fan, So we'll have to wait and see. I'm not pushing for that too quickly because this year has gone by way too fast. And I just needed to slow down a little bit, just a little bit. It's getting a little crazy. (laughs) I feel like the days, I can't even remember what I did like three days ago because the days just all blend together. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but it just seems so crazy how fast the year has gone by, how many just days and then weeks and then months just fly by like nothing. It's like, weren't we just in June? 
I remember July like it was yesterday, even though I just said I don't remember what I did three days ago. But that's because it goes by so fast. Everything just meshes together. It's a big pile of steaming blurriness, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to say shit. Hasn't all been shit. So, yeah. But back to combat sports because that's what we're here to do. Talk about that. Um... We got some boxing to talk about. That's the biggest thing happening this weekend. Uh, Jamel Charlo versus Canelo Alvarez. It's a pretty big fight. A lot of boxing fans are hyped about that one. Uh, I am too. I mean, I don't usually pay for the pay-per-views when it comes to boxing. Uh, I don't want to say unless it's a big one because this is a big one. So, But I just don't have, I don't know. I'll just I'll, I'll I'll watch the highlights. I hear so much about it in the lead up from all of the other shows and interviews and stuff. I yeah, boxing's just not my thing. I pay so much money for all the UFCs every month. I'm not gonna go in on a boxing on a night of boxing that I just I I would love to see the main event, but that's it. I'm not into the rest of it. So uh, I probably won't watch it live, but. We'll see what happens. Uh, what else we got? We got some BKFC, so we got some bare-knuckle fighting going on this weekend as well. And one championship has a pretty big card this weekend, uh, headlined by women. It's an all-women main card, which is pretty dope. You don't see that very often, so uh, women uh, main eventers you see a lot, but as far as... Entire main cards being filled with women. That's usually not a thing with all these promotions uh, that have men and women fighting in them. So that's interesting. So we'll get into that a little bit because obviously there's no UFC. We got to talk about everything else a little more in depth. And that's okay with me because a break from the main course that we usually have here is okay every once in a while. I'm glad there's not so many because content would be scarce then. But... (laughs) UFC keeps me busy every single week, and that's cool, and I love it. That's my favorite uh, organization, my favorite promotion to watch. So, and a lot of people, that's the biggest mainstream thing for a lot of people when it comes to MMA. Uh, so, yeah, it's fun and it's cool, and it'll be back. We'll have some good stuff to talk about when it does come back. Until then, let's get into the craziness of boxing, and we'll, we'll start here with some influencer boxing and i know a lot of people don't like it a lot of people hate it it's okay you can hate it you can love it you can despise it or it can be whatever to you but it is what it is and it's a big thing in the news influencers they they rule the world right now uh in a lot of things because social media is everywhere and everyone is on it everyone pays attention to it for the most part and these boxing matches have become pretty big uh, and they're transitioning over into becoming professional boxing uh, matches with guys getting professional boxing records from it like Jake Paul. So I do feel like it's necessary to talk about it, but there's also a lot of drama. So it's fun to watch the trolling. It's fun to watch people getting worked up. It's fun to watch everything happening with it. And when it's two guys you want to see get the shit kicked out of them, You can't lose. So why not talk about it? So let's get into it right now. And if you see me looking down in weird ways, it's because I have a very condensed area to work with here. So I'm trying my best 
to not make it weird, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I do, I do what I can and I work with what I got and I'm just happy I have the capability to actually put the show out there and not have to miss it. This week wouldn't have been such a bad week to take off, but what, what the hell else am I doing out here? I'm stuck in this shitty ass hotel room. Leaving here would be stupid because there's nothing to do. I have like very minimal f- like food to choose from for dinners and stuff too. So it's nothing to do out here. It sucks. So I might as well put my attention on the show. So let's do that and let's have some fun and get into it. Starting with this shit. <laughs> Dylan Dennis versus Logan Paul. And if you're watching this and you see that picture right there and you're like, wait a minute, that's not Dylan Dennis. That's because Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul haven't had an official face-off like this. Because Dennis is a little bitch and he left the press conference when things got crazy. So it was announced that Mike Perry, former UFC fighter and current BKFC fighter, is the backup fighter for this match against with Logan Paul versus Dylan Dennis. So if Dylan Dennis it acts like the little pussy that he usually acts like and drops out of a fight, then uh, Mike Perry will come in and beat the shit out of Logan Paul because it doesn't matter how much bigger Logan Paul is. Mike Perry's a fucking dog and he's been bare knuckle boxing. I think he'll kick the shit out of Logan Paul. So that'll be fun. So it's a, it's a win-win here. <laughs> and you get to watch the fucking trash fire bullshit that's going on in the outside of all of this. And if you've been following it, you know Dylan Dennis has been the fucking troll that he is. And been, he's been posting pics of Nina Agdell, who is Logan Paul's fiance. And he's been relentless. Finding every picture he can to basically try to embarrass and troll Nina Agdell. She's a supermodel. Um, But, you know, she has all this content out there. Anybody can find it. She's been on shows. Now, I, I here's the thing. She's been on these shows and she said these things. And a lot of it is for the content of the show. A lot of it is, might be true. She talks about how much she loves dick. I don't know. Make, make whatever judgments you want. I, I, whatever. But it gives a troll like Dylan Dennis a lot to work with. And he's found other videos and seemingly personal pictures that he's been posting on X, formerly known as Twitter. So he's been all over the place to the point that Nina Agdell has taken legal action against him and filed for a restraining order. For him not to be posting these uh, personally explicit pictures and uh, defaming content uh, about her on the internet. So, does he listen? He doesn't, because Dylan Dennis is a hard-headed fuck, and he's a fucking troll, and he will not stop. He's relentless, like I said. Now, this has given a lot of media attention, a lot of social media attention, a lot of attention in general to this fight and really they're not even the main event logan paul and dylan dennis are the well he likes to say second main event but they're the co-main event they're not the main event the main event is ksi versus tommy fury now tommy fury is an actual professional boxer and ksi has been doing this influencing boxing doing shit like boxing two guys at once i mean that's a little 
commendable, I guess, if you want to show that you can beat up two fucking losers in a ring because they don't box like you do. That's that's fun, I guess. I don't know. Now he's trying to prove himself against Tommy Fury, who who just beat Jake Paul in his last fight. So KSI and Jake Paul have beef, of course. So KSI is trying to prove a point that he's better than Jake Paul by beating Tommy Fury, which Jake Paul couldn't do. So that's the main event of this. But Dylan Dennis has been such a troll and has been going back and forth with Logan and posting all the pics of Nina Agdell that, yeah, it's it's become basically the most notable fight on this card. Until now, I don't know what's happening. Because as you can see here, if you're watching this, if you see the picture, it says, I'm over this shit. Peace. That's what Dylan Dennis posted on X. Seemingly, that means he's out of the fight, right? I'm over this shit. Peace. He's pulling a Conor McGregor. That's what he. That's what Conor does. Thanks for the cheddar. I'm out. <laughs> like, and everyone's like, "Did he just fucking retire? Like, what happened? What what just happened here? Like, what is this about? Why is he being cryptic? Because that's what a troll does. They don't give you everything. They give you a little bit so that you can grab on and be like, "What's next? What's happening? Give me more. Give me more." And you know they're sitting on a throne. Of cash that they're making off of being a big troll and getting all of the engagements on their social media so that their sponsors are like you know thinking that they're worth all the money that they're putting into it let's see what do we got we got somebody in the chat saying do you think dylan dennis will win against logan oh man so you know i haven't really gone i haven't gone through this that much but what I'm going to say is off the cuff, I, I have to say, I don't think Dylan Dennis can beat him. And Dylan is immersed in combat sports, unlike Logan Paul, who has done, who has done, you know, WWE, but he's done boxing matches in the past. Uh, more so, more notable against Floyd Mayweather, who Mayweather was trying apparently to actually knock him out and, and finish him, but couldn't. But Logan's also way bigger than uh, Floyd Mayweather, but Floyd Mayweather's to go. So, you know, that that's his biggest notable thing that he's done. He, lo- he lost and tied to KSI when they first started all this shit. And... I don't know who else he fought. I don't even care. Uh, he just hasn't done as much as his brother. But I do think that Dylan Dennis, if you watch his MMA fights, is not a great striker whatsoever. He is a ground fighter. He's a grappler. He's a jiu-jitsu player of a high level. And that's his game. So, And then every fight that he's supposed to have been a part of, he's dropped out of. So he hasn't proven himself whatsoever. And just because he's a training partner of of uh, conor mcgregor doesn't mean shit conor's supposed to be training him right now and there's no training footage anywhere to be seen or found so i'm i'm thinking logan paul wins if dylan dennis even shows up but let's get back to that because that's what i'm talking about here i'm over this shit piece dylan dennis posts that on x i appreciate the question though uh hamada on in the chat and anybody else that has questions go for it throw them in there uh on the topic i'm talking about let's have a discussion i'm good with that i like to interact and engage um 
But Dylan Dennis posts this, and then Logan Paul responds with his own little meme, his own little ultimatum of sorts. <laughs> the red pill, the blue pill. Which one is he going to choose? He says, pull out, pay Logan 100K, ruin reputation forever, lose in federal court, and declare bankruptcy. Now, the explanation behind that one is because uh, in the contract, if Dylan Dennis pulls out of this fight, he has to pay Logan Paul 100K. And Logan's claiming that that would bankrupt uh that that would bankrupt him because he basically is saying that he's broke so whatever and the federal court thing is because nina agdell is suing him in federal court and has a um like i said a restraining order on him that if he violates which he kind of has already that he will be taken to court and have to face consequences so on the other hand he says fight and get ko'd by logan suffer major embarrassment make some money lose it all in federal court <laughs> so you know the trolls are out the trolls are here and the trolls are thriving because when you got beef like this logan paul has made his has made his life by trolling dylan dennis has become one of the biggest trolls in the combat sports world so this is just beef between trolls <laughs> which one's gonna win which one's gonna which one's gonna win the moral battle which one's gonna win the real battle or will there even be one that's the question so with this uh logan also went on the mma hour on wednesday and he said the behavior became a bit stalker-esque uh then it's cyberbullying. then it's harassment then it's committing a federal crime. It's clear to me that his intention from the get-go was to pick a fight with a woman. Because that's what a person like Dylan Dennis would do. He's a coward, no matter how you cut it. Having an entire photo gallery of a woman you've never met before on your phone with over 500 photos is fucking weird. That's what, that's what Logan Paul thinks. Here's the thing. Like I said... Logan Paul is one of the biggest trolls out there. He's made his life, his entire life earnings has been on trolling. Look at the things that he's done in his past. Look at what he's gotten in trouble for because he had to post something on YouTube for content to get likes, to get views, to get engagements, to get followers, to get subscribers. Look at what he's done. Case in point, if you're watching this and you see this picture, Dylan Dennis is wearing that hat for a reason. This was at the press conference that they had uh, of, you know, a while back, like a month ago, a few weeks ago. Why is he wearing that hat? It's weird, right? Like, why would you wear that? What is he doing? He's trolling because that's what along the lines that Logan Paul was wearing in that video when he was in the suicide forest in Japan, I believe it was where he is in the forefront of the of the camera talking into the camera while in the background there's a person hanging in a tree because that's why it's called the suicide forest that's what people go to do and he put this on youtube again to get the clout so dylan dennis is being the ultimate troll here digging deep and finding something to replicate the hoodie that logan was wearing in that because he says he's a piece of shit for doing stuff like that so they're playing the game you know they're going back and forth they're 
trying to one-up each other. And apparently, Dylan Dennis took it too far because now little Logan Paul is getting a slap on the wrist by his woman because she doesn't like that she's been pulled into it. But it's such an easy target. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't like Dylan Dennis that much, but I don't like Logan Paul that much either. So it's a tie. (laughs) And, And for me, it's an easy target to go after her. Uh, but that's also what makes Dylan Dennis an idiot because why is he going after her when Logan is just as easy as a target as well because there's so much out there on him he's had he's been in the limelight in the public eye for so long and he's done so many stupid fucking things so why wouldn't you just go after him well because Dylan wants to hit him where it hurts he's a newly engaged man and his new fiance is now feeling the wrath of a troll and being engaged to a troll because that's what they do they play these fucking games so what are you gonna do i mean logan you gotta deal with what you put out there right you're getting a dose of your own medicine maybe you feel like you've never taken it this far maybe you feel like this is too much maybe you feel like he's picking a fight on an innocent woman how dare he well you're out there putting things on the internet that are not respectful to a lot of other people, like the families of the person that decided to take their own life. And you're making fun of it and having fun with it on YouTube. Like, I, that's just one example I keep harping on. It's because, like I said in this picture, Dylan Dennis is referencing that. So, but those are the types of things Logan Paul has done. You can find so many other, so many other things. Just like KSI, just like Jake Paul, you can find so many things. Now, when you put your life online and your life is a YouTube video, it's going to happen. Especially when you think that doing the outrageous shit to get the views and the likes and the subscribers and you make your money that way you you gotta one up it every time and after year after year after year after year of doing these things you're gonna run out of shit so you're gonna try to go for the most outrageous stuff and these guys have been doing it since they've been kids maybe they're a little more grown up now and now they want to say oh well here's the morals you can't do this you can't do that well where were your morals back then fucker right (laughs) so i think this is fighting fire with fire now i wouldn't put up with it dylan dennis wouldn't if I was in Logan's place, I'd be like, fuck the money, fuck the fight. I'm going to find you in the street and I'm going to put you down. But he doesn't want that. He wants the clicks. He likes the views. He likes everything. He likes it all, whether he wants to admit it or not. So Dylan goes on X again, because that's where he lives. And he says, Logan Paul knows that if he loses to me, his career is over. He's doing everything in his power to prevent this fight from happening, and he will try to make it seem like it's my fault. Classic scam artist. Another troll. Classic scam artist, because Logan Paul's been involved with the uh, cryptocurrency scam of sort that uh, was brought to light by uh, CoffeeZilla and a a bunch of other people um, with the crypto zoo thing. So... Again, Dylan is constantly, constantly trolling. That's what he does. And apparently he's good at it. He finds all these things, but it's a fucking easy target. Like I said, it's so easy to do. It's so easy. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's so easy. He continues with, 
Logan doesn't want me to fight, which is why he's resorting to the law. He can't handle the truth or accept that I expose Nina for who she is. <laughs> a real man would want to handle it in the ring. Using lawsuits to flex doesn't make you tough. It just shows how much of a pussy you are. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I got to give it to him. This motherfucker is good sometimes. And I, and I halfway agree with him in this. Well, at the same time, he put himself in this position going after an innocent person, an innocent bystander. He can say what he wants about her, call her a whore, call her a slut. Whatever he wants to say about her doesn't mean it's true. Now, the evidence he's putting out there doesn't look good on her behalf. But again, things can get the narrative can get twisted and turned however you want to make it look so that people can believe whatever you want them to believe. So it is what it is. And I, I feel like he did cross the line a little bit. But I, I have to admit it's been entertaining and uh, watching this go down because Logan Paul is such a troll himself. It's entertaining and that's what they want. So they're getting what they want. Now, Dennis also went on, posted this pic and said, man, can't take a break off Twitter without people thinking I'm pulling out. Because he did mention something like it's hard to keep up with all of his posts, all of his tweets, if you want to call him that still. <laughs> um, it's hard to keep up because he posts so much like he'll post every hour on the hour, twice in an hour, three times in an hour, all day long, all day long. So he had mentioned at one point in time, I happened to catch it, that he said he was going to take a break for a minute. I believe that's what happened. Or he said he was thinking about taking a break, something like that. But yeah, I guess uh, he says that he took he took a break off Twitter and now people are thinking he's pulling out. Well, you wrote that fucking post that said, I'm sick of this shit. I'm out. Like, what What do you think people are going to think, man? What's what the fuck? Like these these guys are constant, constant trolling. That's what their life consists of. And and it just continues. But Dylan Dennis is taking this a bit serious, I believe, because he's out there. Uh, training with Alex uh, Pereira and I mean that's not a joke right there that is uh, that's I mean how 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 tough is Pereira going on him is he giving him a break or is he you know putting it on him I don't know but either way for Dennis to even go and train with him is more than I would have given him credit for uh oh one second oh i thought i was gonna sneeze um yeah but he's doing it so i mean logan paul can <laughs> logan paul can take what he wants from that one but that's to me that's a it's a little bit of a more serious situation with him doing stuff like training with uh Pareto, who is a former UFC champion, knocked out Israel Adesanya and knocked out Sean Strickland and has just been on a tear. So he says, heavy rounds today with Alex Pareto UFC. Don't worry, Logan. Getting the ring cards ready for Nina. I'll be there October 14th and I'm going to break your face, pussy. <laughs> so he also responded, I, I, I've heard about this one earlier and i didn't find it and i didn't put it up here but i heard this one earlier it's um when logan posted that picture of you know the red pill and the blue pill and dennis just responded with i haven't pulled out but your dad should have 
like this is the level of trolling we're at right now man it's it's insane insane but it goes even further because you can also say that this picture right here this post is a bit of trolling in itself because basically alex Pereira, who i mentioned earlier knocked out israel adesanya right well Pereira's kind of a troll in his own right like low-key right <laughs> well here it is logan trained with israel adesanya because izzy is a prime athlete now along with alexander volganovsky and they trained together a couple times so it's almost like dylan did the, did the training with Pereira as a troll because of course Pereira knocked out izzy follow follow it here follow this are you following are you keeping up because there's a lot of fucking trolling going on here this storyline just gets deeper and deeper and deeper now this is why i'm talking about it this is why i have so much on this because it's just constant trolling the storyline never ends and you don't know if they're trolling or if they're being real you don't know on both sides so what do you what do you do what do you do you just follow along try to keep up and be entertained <laughs> that's all there is to it because i'll give both of them that credit right there they know how to keep people engaged and entertained whether it's um purposeful or not so dylan dennis might not be smart enough to make it make it per you know make it to be on purpose logan paul is smart enough he's proven that before but he looks a little weak right now letting his woman kind of call the shots here and taking all this action it's a little weird but i guess i can't blame her at the same time it's crazy man it's crazy so keep up october 14th is the fight We'll see if Dylan Dennis shows up. But if he doesn't, Mike Perry is waiting, licking his chops, ready to show the world what he can do to somebody like Logan Paul. Because he's going to make a big bag of cash on top of have a lot of clout when he does what I know he can do to Logan Paul. So wait for it because it's coming and uh, things will be happening. So we'll see if if uh dylan shows up or what might happen down the road let's move on to some more legit uh more professional type stuff <laughs> we cut one championship going on this weekend as i mentioned earlier uh this is a fight night on amazon prime video so you can, if you have amazon prime you can watch this um it is tomorrow night, actually. Uh, one fight night, 14. And it is headlined. Yeah, this is the card. I'm sorry. I, I actually forgot that this is the one I mentioned. Uh, this is an all-women's main card, which is pretty interesting. Stamp Fairtex is a pretty much a star in her own right right now. Uh, a lot of people are high on her, whether they are big in the sport or not because she's entertaining too and she is she looks like a sweet little innocent girl but she does some crazy dance moves and she's entertaining and uh she's a hell of a fighter as well um and then again you've got nothing but women on this main card all here on the poster 
Uh, Danielle Kelly is another one that's interesting as well with a rematch against Jessica Khan, who has beaten her in the past. Uh, and then you got a couple other fights going on here. We'll get into it a little deeper. I'll show you the rest of the card because there is something interesting here going on at the bottom. You got Hands of Stone, John Lineker, former former uh, UFC fighter, is uh, fighting Stefan Lohman in a Bantamweight MMA fight. Uh, let's see here. Stamp Vertex is fighting C. He Ham, which, of course, all these are like Asian based fighters. That's, I mean, one championship is based in Singapore. So, uh, Stamp Vertex is 10 and uh, 10 and 2, and C. He, uh, So He Ham, that's what it is, is 26 and 8. And then we got Danielle Kelly. Oh, that is a strawweight main event for a title. Uh, Let's see here. I'm trying to figure out women's. Oh, it's an interim Adam weight MMA world championship. That's weird because it says here it's a what the hell. All right. So see, this is confusing because there uh, one championships um, promotional thing says women's interim Adam weight MMA world championship because Angela Lee is actually the champ right now, but she has been out due to her sister passing away. She took her own life, and I guess Angela Lee has actually had bouts of depression that she has also attempted to take her own life in the past as well. And they also have a brother who fights in one championship. Um, I don't know his state, but, you know, with losing their sister in in the fashion that they did i mean it's going to be a while before she comes back so they're doing this interim championship uh to of course keep the division moving along stan fair text though versus angela lee would be a hell of a fight and it would be really interesting so but uh the other big fight on here is danielle kelly versus jessa han in a straw weight um they call i think they call it straw weight no, that's Women's Atom Weight Submission Grappling World Championship. So this is the inaugural uh, Women's uh, Grappling Submission Grappling World Championship. So they're fighting for a title uh, for the first time in this division for women. And Danielle Kelly, like I said, has uh, lost to Jessa Han in the past. So she is looking for that revenge fight to get that loss back and turn it into a win along with a title. So it should be interesting. One championship is fun. Like I said, in the past, there's all kinds of different fights. You have Muay Thai. You have submission grappling. You have MMA. Um, all kinds of different stuff. So uh, it's actually a pretty fun thing to watch. So if you don't have nothing going on tomorrow night, you can watch this on Prime Video. And the times are tough. I don't know exactly what time it starts. It says 8 p.m. Eastern. So if you're on the West Coast, it's probably going to be about 5 p.m. when that gets started. Uh, and like I said, it's included with Amazon Prime, so you can watch it there for free if you already are a subscriber to that. So let's move on to another woman-headlined uh combat sports event this weekend bkfc 51 is happening tomorrow night as well 
and let's see where is this happening well i guess it's it says salem civic center oh it's salem virginia that's what i was looking for and this is going to be on at 6 p.m tomorrow night you can watch it on the bkfc app and yeah we got uh britain hart versus uh damn what is this girl's name i'm looking for a first name here melanie shaw who is 2-0 in the bkfc right now and britain hart is your current champ at straw weight and she is uh seven and three in the bkfc uh she's lost to christine for ferreira ferreira twice and beck rawlings once but she's been she's on a three fight win streak and is uh the current champion i believe yeah so that should be a fun fight and let's see there's not a whole lot else on the rest of this card but you know you get crazy fights when it comes to bkfc bare knuckle i mean it's bloody it's exciting it's fun if you have nothing else to watch if you're not into one FC or, or one championship, then go watch some BKFC. You know, do a picture-in-picture, picture, dual screen. Watch it on your tablet, your computer, your TV. Who cares? You got a lot of combat sports to watch tomorrow night. That's all there is to it. <laughs> so if you're a big fan, then uh, you can check that out. Friday night, a couple different fights. Should be fun. But last weekend, uh, besides the UFC, we had Bellator Dublin going on. This was Johnny Eblen versus Fabian Edwards. And let me tell you this. It was a banger. <laughs> there was there was fireworks all over the place when it came to this fight. Before the fight, during the fight, after the fight. There was blood. There was cuts. There was uh, post-fight fights. Um, not full-on knuckle, like, kicks and punches fights, but... People were going at it. It was uh, it was crazy, to say the least. So, this was that Dublin event, though, like I said. Um, and those are always pretty good events. You know, Bellator does events in Dublin a lot. And they, they actually... Uh, they're actually pretty good cards most of the time. So, let's see here. Um, I want to take a look at the lower part of the card because i don't fully remember what we had going oh yeah this was the marathon card there was 20 fights on this fucking card now don't forget bellator is on its way out according to all the reports um it sounds like they're being absorbed by probably pfl so it looks like pfl is gonna buy them out and maybe we'll see some of their fighters get moved over to the ufc um or something of that nature who knows but as of right now it seems like we're gonna get bellator 300 which is their next event and then bellator 301 which they have announced but according to johnny eblin it sounds like um basically the vibe around those events and backstage for bellator is not the same as it used to be said it seems very glim very sad and uh I guess that just kind of confirms that 
it's looking like they're on their way out, which is which is sad because Bellator's been around for a while. Um, it's run by Scott Coker right now, and basically, I mean, he ran Strike Force before too. So there's he's well known, but you know, Bellator is one of those promotions like they 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 really don't do well with promoting the fights. You never really know when it's going to be on, what time, where to watch. Um, it's constantly changing. But they do have legit fighters, and they do have a lot of big, big name fighters as well. A lot of former UFC champions or just former UFC fighters in general have gone over to Bellator. A lot of times they're on their way out of their career, but sometimes they've gone over there being a free agent or just getting released from the UFC, and they wind up in Bellator. So you know, they everyone talks about it being UFC's boneyard, UFC's uh, graveyard for fighters is what bellator is but hey they put on good events um there's a lot of times there's up and coming fighters that begin in bellator and wind up in ufc as stars just like michael chandler um to i mean as uh for one example is what i'm trying to say um eddie uh eddie alvarez was in bellator i mean there's so many people that were in bellator they came over to the UFC and had a successful career in the UFC as well. So it is kind of sad to see that it's going to be going away. But uh, as of right now, they're still putting on events. Bellator 299 in Dublin was this past weekend. Probably going to be their last in Dublin, obviously. Uh, but let's see what happened down in the lower portion of the card. Uh, Peter Queeley versus uh, Daniele. Michelli, it wound up as a no contest, an illegal soccer kick. Now, this wasn't a full on kick. I watched the highlights of this, and it was almost a grazing of the eye, which made it worse. Uh, Daniele Michelli um, did throw a kick at Peter Quilly while he was down on one knee, and he kind of grazed his eye with his toe. So, it, I think it actually cut Peter Quilly. And that's what made them stop the fight because it was an illegal strike. And then his eye just automatically blew up and was bleeding and, and just, you know, swe uh, swelled shut. So they couldn't continue the fight. So it turned into a no contest, um, which is weird because if it's an illegal soccer kick, I believe that should have been a win by DQ for Peter Quilly. So I don't understand that one. It's a little strange. Uh... It is what it is, though. Levin Coakley versus Sabah Hamasi. Uh, Coakley uh, won by KO front kick. And then uh, Mads Burnell got a win over Daniel Weichel. Uh, unanimous decision. Sarah Collins uh, beats Sinead Kavanaugh by split decision, which is tough because, I, I mean, Sinead Kavanaugh is a pretty tough chick that I, you know, I mean, she has... She doesn't have the best record in the world, but she is a great fighter. Um, so that that was kind of a crazy uh, loss there by split decision to Sarah Collins. But now we'll move on to the main uh, co-main event of Bellator Dublin, which was Aaron Pico versus uh, Pedro Carvalho. And I mean, this was a... This was a pretty fun fight. Aaron Pico looked like the Aaron Pico of old. Uh, basically, he he was he was a 
highly touted up and comer. He's a crazy, highly decorated wrestler coming out of college, went straight to Bellator, and I think they just kind of pushed him too fast. Uh, basically, he, he took on a little too much right away, and he got knocked out. He was knocking people out, but he also got knocked out, and he just went on a losing streak, basically. Um, let me see if I can find... He, so he's 12 and four overall. So it's not a bad record at all. But like I said, he, I mean, he came into Bellator and, and lost his debut fight right away. But then he got four wins in a row by KO and TKO, then wound up on a two fight losing streak, both by KO and TKO. So he got stopped in two fights in a row in 2019. Then he came back in 2020, went on a big win streak one, two, three, four, five, six. Six fight win streak with only one decision in there. He had a, a couple submissions and a few TKO and KOs. Uh, then he lost again to Jeremy Kennedy, which was a TKO to shoulder injury. See, so this was an injury and they gave his opponent a, a win. So it's kind of strange. But now he's on a two fight winning streak, with including this one against Pedro Carvalho. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of just a little breakdown of Aaron Pico because, you know, a lot of people might not know him. A lot of a lot of MMA analysts and stuff were kind of hoping that he wound up in the UFC. But we figured if he gets through Bellator, gets a few fights under his belt and gets some experience in Bellator, maybe he'll make his way over to the UFC. Um, so now with Bellator kind of closing its doors, maybe this is something that can happen because he has been on a, a little bit of a tear showing a, a good you know showing some good talent and some good skills to possibly put a good run together and maybe make a splash in the ufc which would be uh, kind of awesome to see but uh yeah he's he's always got those crazy takedowns big body punches and uh finished it off with a big punch and wound up actually getting um getting the win off of tko uh off of punches in the first round so it didn't take long for pico to get that win his last win was by unanimous decision but he looked good in that fight as well so oh damn it i'm changing pages and everything on accident uh yeah so uh aaron pico with the win over pedro carvalho then we get to the main event where we have uh, Fabian Edwards, who is Leon Edwards' brother. Leon Edwards is the current welterweight champ. Yeah, welterweight champ in the UFC. I always have to think about it. Welterweight and middleweight, get them confused. But uh, yeah, Leon Edwards' brother uh, fighting for the title in Bellator versus Johnny Eblen. And... A lot of people are really, really high on Johnny Eblen, including Gamebred, Jorge Masvidal, who goes out there and tells everybody that he's the best, and he is a champ, so you can't argue that too much, but this was a pretty fun fight overall. Uh, Johnny Eblen uh, gets the win in the third round uh, by KO. But throughout the fight, I mean, Fabian Edwards gave him a good fight, pretty much. Um, with some big punches that were landed. And actually cut 
uh, Eblin pretty badly uh, in the in the I don't know if it was the end of the second or the beginning of the third. I think it was end of the second, but it was so bad that a lot of people worried they were going to stop the fight. And um, I'll have a little preview of or a little view of that cut a little later. So if you're squeamish, I'll give you the heads up because whew, it's a it's a it's a nasty one. But I don't know if this was the exact punch, but he did wind up with a cut over that eye. Um, and so this was a big punch he landed here. So Fabian Edwards gave him a good fight and put up some, you know, good striking against Johnny Eblin. But Eblin is just too good, man. Um, he's well-rounded and he uh, he's well-rounded. My phone's ringing. That's why I'm reaching over. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, he's just got the skills and he's hot right now. Like he's just on a streak. Um, let's see. He is oh Jesus Christ, man. He is 14 and 0 in in the Bellator. Uh or in MMA overall, I'm sorry. In Bellator, he is 10 and 0. So yeah, and he kept that going by getting a KO win over Fabian Edwards uh to retain his belt. And retain his undefeated record so imagine him going to the ufc a lot of people are talking about that right now because of this bellator situation that's going on and watching johnny eblin fight and and seeing his skills and the way he puts up with that you know uh the way he pushes through adversity and the way he finishes fights is just exciting and and it, it shows Gamebird knowing his shit and saying he's the best. I mean, he, there is an argument right now for it, especially after this win against Fabian Edwards. Uh, with these big punches and big strikes, you know, uh, he actually wound up just stunning him in the third round, dropping him and finishing him. So... And Johnny Eblin was just fucking fired up throughout this whole fight. There was shit talking before. There was shit talking during. And there was shit talking after. So, uh, this was the, the finishing sequence here. And then, uh, dropped him on the ground. Finished it up with some ground and pound. And then, unfortunately for Eblin, this wasn't a good look. He stood over the ref, screaming down at fabian edwards while he's knocked the fuck out basically um not knowing what's going on trying to collect himself i'm sure and eblin standing over him bleeding from his eye and spitting while he's talking so it's just it wasn't a good look a lot of people thought that he was actually spitting on fabian edwards as he's lying there after a tko loss like that's pretty damn disrespectful but i get it eblin said on uh, um I think he was on MMA Hour as well. That basically was like heat of the moment, man. He uh, he uh, he was just caught up in the moment, and you know that's not always a good excuse. But with all the shit talking going on, you know, I, I feel like it was a bit much. I feel like it would I would have felt disrespected myself had I seen my brother or my training partner or my you know the the person I train get having that happen to him. I'd be kind of pissed too. But Eblin gets the win, retains his belt. Like I said, keeps that undefeated record. But this is what I was talking about after the fight. Johnny Eblin and Leon Edwards got into a little scuffle, a little screaming match. You can see Johnny Eblin's eye just bloody, <laughs> bleeding all over the place, yelling and screaming at Leon. 
Because, of course, Leon sees what happened to his brother. He's already feeling some kind of way watching his brother get KO'd. And then you see the guy that just did it standing over him yelling and screaming and shit. It's like, bro, you won. Like, get back the fuck up. I would have gone after him, too. And Leon being the competitor he is, and you know he doesn't back down. Especially, you know, he was talking shit to Masvidal backstage years back and, you know, caught that three-piece in a soda. But, uh, yeah, he definitely doesn't hold back. He seems like a quiet dude, but he can hold his own. And he's a champion in the UFC right now for a reason. But Eblin wanted a piece of that, especially with all the shit talking. So he said cooler heads prevailed. He talked to Leon after the fact. Um, he apologized to him and Fabian and the coaches and said that, you know, it was just heat of the moment type stuff. He let his he let his emotions run too high. And uh, he apologized, so that's cool. I commend him for that one. And he also told Leon to make sure he beats the shit out of Colby Covington because he hates him, which I thought was dope because I hate him too. So I'm I'm a, I'm an Eblin fan, even though I didn't agree with the way he you know ended that fight and how he, you know that kind of shit. But he apologized. He explained himself, and I appreciate that. So. I give him a pass and I hope he doesn't keep that kind of shit up unless there's real, you know, that's the kind of shit I would hope somebody did to Colby Covington or Sean Strickland, not to somebody like Fabian Edwards who seemingly didn't do anything bad except for maybe some random shit talking. It, at least it seemed like maybe I missed something. I'm not sure, but uh, it is what it is. And this was a fun fight. Like I said, a lot of fireworks. And here you go. Fair warning. This is a pretty graphic picture, but it's fun to look at. <laughs> and you get to see what happens when you're a fighter in MMA. Here it is. Oh, you got to be kidding me right now. There it is. <laughs> I guess uh, they wanted me to have an extra second of time to warn everybody that this is a nasty ass picture. But that is crazy. That is a cut from a punch or an elbow. I'm not exactly sure. Dustin Poirier posted this on his story on Instagram because Poirier is a training partner of Johnny Eblen. Um, and he said, champ said it's just a scratch. <laughs> that is a hell of a scratch. I mean, you can see a lot. He said it just missed a couple of arteries in his head. I can't believe how deep that is. It's, I mean, when, if, when you scroll in on a phone, you can kind of see there's like, there's a vein going through. It's, it's. If you're squeamish, you probably don't want to stare at this too much. <laughs> but, yeah, it's interesting. It's crazy to see that big of a cut. I didn't see any videos of them making the cut talk, but Evelyn acted like it was just every day for him. So I'm glad he's okay. Hopefully, you know, uh, he heals up quick. And uh, congrats to him for getting that win over Fabian Edwards. And... Uh, Continuing to show how good of a of a fighter and how talented he is. All right. Um, let's move on to last week's UFC. UFC Fight Night 228. Fazeev versus Gamrot. This was an unexpected outcome, unfortunately. Um, it was... It was... Man, it was looking like it was going to be a damn good fight. Five rounds for the main event, you know. Number six versus number seven. Fazeev's always in a in a fun and and high um, high energy fight. 
and lots of action. And Gamrot's right there with him. He's a, his nickname's Gamer, and he is a fucking gamer. But there's an unfortunate ending to this fight. If you didn't watch, uh, you know, Fazeev wound up having to stop, and uh, they had to stop the fight because he hurt himself. So we'll get into that here in a minute. Um, oh my god, my phone will not stop. I'm glad I'm not in town and on call because I would have to be leaving <laughs> to go see what's going on. But since I'm not in my hometown and I'm away from home, I don't have to worry about it. So we'll keep going here. <laughs> Again, Fizzy versus Gamrot was a it was a great fight. It was, you know, it only lasted a round and a half, but it was looking like a very entertaining fight until the unfortunate injury. So let's see who else was on the bottom of this card. Uh lower in the card we had uh Mizuki Inoue um coming from Sarah, the Saralongo camp I believe um she got a win over Hannah Goldie by unanimous decision that was a strawweight fight oh Mohamed Usman versus Jake Collier uh Usman uh got a unanimous decision win there that was a fun one Cody uh Brundage gets a win over Jacob Malkoon middleweight fight that was a disqualification by illegal elbow. Uh, so, yeah, Brundage gets the win by DQ. Uh, and that takes us to Tim Means, which was a fun one to watch as well because the Dirty Bird got dirty in this fight. <laughs> Tim Means. Oh, my God. My phone is just blowing up. Luckily, it's not anybody in my family. I don't have to worry about it right now. Uh, <laughs> it's just work. I can't do anything from here, so whatever. Uh, yeah, Tim Means looked like Tim, Tim Means of old. Um, he came out looking damn good against um, Andre uh, Fialio, and he winds up getting the win by TKO, knees and punches. But before he finished the fight, you know, Fialio got his in as well. I mean, Tim Means almost always gets hit in every one of his fights, but... He put up a damn good fight. Like I said, looked like the Tim Means of old. Um, he was kind of having some trouble there for a little bit with a, with a lot of losses, I believe. Let me get to... He's 33-15 and 15 overall. Yeah, he was on a three-fight losing streak until this fight. So he breaks that losing streak, gets back in the win column. Um, he was losing by submission, except for one of those was a split decision loss. But yeah, he hadn't won since 2021, so it's good to see him get get back in the win column here with a TKO finish as well. So that's always good. And I'm sure that felt good for him to be able to get back in there and get a big win. Um, landing the <laughs> big shots to the chin, punches and knees. He's just it was a it was a great fight. It was entertaining as fuck. And yeah, I was happy to see Tim Means get that win. Then we get to Charles Jordan versus, oh man, why did I just lose that? Uh, versus uh, Ricardo Hamas. Um, this was a featherweight fight, and Charles Jordan uh, makes a quick night and finishes it in the first round by submission. It was a guillotine choke, but, oh man, I'm just, 
I only only having one screen sucks when I'm used to having like three. <laughs> I need to buy one of those uh, one of those uh, portable screens that come out of your laptop, and then I can have three screens because I'm way too used to having three screens. It's tough working with only. Oh my god, if my phone doesn't stop, I'm turning that shit off. Um, but yeah, anyways, Charles Jordan, big kicks. Um, worked it in the grappling with these crazy transitions and uh, wound up being able to sink in this uh, guillotine choke and submitted Ricardo Hamas in the first round and uh, gets the win, which let's check out what he was coming off of. I don't remember. Okay, so that makes two in a row for him. Oh, yeah, that Crone Gracie fight where Crone just... Uh, butt scooted all across the damn cage so i'm glad to see him come out and get a legit win with a legit fight instead of uh that cron gracie fight that was kind of weird but uh moving on to the next fight we had brian battle winner of the ultimate fighter a couple seasons back or last season a couple seasons back not last season um yeah, he looked good in this fight. He continues to show why he is a champion um, of the for the Ultimate Fighter, at least. But yeah, he um, yeah he looked good in this fight as well, and he wound up getting. I'm just struggling with only one screen here. Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> Brian Battle though uh, continues his win streak with that short hair. This makes two in a row for him. I guess he cut he's I heard him in an interview talk about cutting his hair because remember he had the long curly hair and then he cut it and dyed it so uh he said that he was waiting to lose which he did against uh Renat Fakhrdimov uh last year in December so after that he cut his hair came back and won against Gabriel Green and now gets his second win in a row against uh AJ Fletcher and he got that win by submission, rear naked choke in the second round. And yeah, he looked good all the way through. Um, with these uh, landing punches, landing kicks, and then sinking in that submission. Uh, and it, I mean, damn, that looks real deep and tight. So yeah, that's a good win for Brian Battle and uh, keeps up with that uh, win streak. Sorry, I got way too many things going on over here. I keep checking because I'm monitoring the stream over here. My phone keeps ringing. <laughs> My watch keeps going off. It's too much shit. <laughs> All right, time to focus. Because now we get to one that I didn't enjoy as much. Although it was an impressive showing for uh, Marina Rodriguez against uh michelle waterson gomez but i just did not like seeing this fight go the way that it did because i like michelle waterson the karate hottie i followed her for a long time you know um when she was in invicta and then when she came up to the ufc and you know she's been involved in a lot of big fights she she's just one of those big name fighters very popular fan favorite I mean, her nickname's the Karate Hottie, so it was hard not to follow her back in the day. But uh, unfortunately, she's fallen on hard times lately when it comes to the fight game. She just, uh, I, I just, I feel like the age is catching up with her. 
Um, she can't keep up with the talent of these younger fighters. Um, she's just taking way too much punishment and way too much damage in all of these fights. Uh, she doesn't look like she has evolved with her with her MMA like skills at like very much basically. She sticks to the kicking game, which is good because she's 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 good with the kicks, but it's not enough. You know, it's it's kind of a one trick pony type thing. And I hate saying that because I have a lot of respect for her. I like her as a person. She's a great person. Um, she's a proud and, and a great mom. Uh, she seems to be have have a great life, but she's just struggling in MMA and struggling to have good fights and get through and and be able to get wins um this marks the fourth win in a or fourth loss in a row uh two of them being by decision and one submission and now a tko uh two of these four losses well this four loss win streak or losing streak started with marina rodriguez and now Full circle back to Marina Rodriguez. The first one she lost by a unanimous decision back in 21. And now she loses to her by TKO in the second round of this fight this year, this past Saturday. And apparently she spoke with a bunch of judges to find out what they're looking for because she's had so many losses by decision. Um, she lost to Ioana Janjacek and Carlos Sparza, both by decision. She lost to Marina Rodriguez and Luna P- uh, Pinario uh, by split decision as well. Um, she lost to Tisa Torres by unanimous decision. I guess she's lost by decision so much recently that she felt like she needed to know what she was doing wrong. So she had a discussion with some uh, MMA judges and it just seemed like she she got answers and she tried to implement them but like i said she just cannot seem to keep up with the talent these days and i feel bad for her for that because i like i said i respect her a lot but we can't take anything away from marina rodriguez she looked like a fucking animal like a world beater in this fight granted michelle waterson just didn't seem to be all there when it came to the fight but rodriguez was relentless um crazy strikes just couldn't miss basically and oh did my music really just stop that's upsetting uh that's distracting as well (laughs) you know when I, i have trouble at home too but when i'm out of town and i'm having trouble it's so irritating but i'm gonna fix this in just a second Anyway, Michelle Watterson. Oh, there it is. It just took a minute to come back. Okay. So, uh, yeah. She, I mean, Marina Rodriguez, though, looked so good in this fight. Uh, she she just she couldn't miss. Everything she was throwing, she was landing. And she was landing flush. And she was landing hard. And, you know, she got the finish. Uh, just mounted her on her back. And flattened her out. And just finished her with punches. And again, I just feel so bad for uh, Michelle Watterson. She was so bloodied up. I mean, it, this this fight could have been finished in the second round. And I'm surprised that they didn't stop it. I actually forgot to put in all of the bloody pictures. But 
like I said, I kind of felt bad for Michelle Watterson. Um, she smiled her way through it all, but she really did take a lot of damage, and it was it was tough to watch. Um, and I kind of felt like the, the fight should have got stopped probably in that second round. Um, let me make sure I'm saying that I'm referring to the round correctly. Uh, in the first round, I'm sorry, because it did get finished in the second round. So, yeah, at the end of the first round, she was already bloody. She was already just looking like she was done. But, you know, she powered through it and she did what she does. Um, and then, um, unfortunately, at the end here, uh, she was walking out. Oh, no. Okay. I guess it's just time for me to have all kinds of trouble. What is going on? <laughs> there we go. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Give me just a second so I can make sure that things are not going to keep messing up on me. There we go. That's what I was looking for. It was probably up there already, but I was on a different screen. I'm just having trouble, so I'm going to try to power through this. Uh... Yeah, this is Michelle Watterson stopped by the booth, uh, the analyst booth, and talking to Rashad Evans, her, her former teammate, and was being consoled by him because, I mean, I think she looks at him as like a big brother, and, you know, she was obviously upset. It's just sad to see her go out like this. Um, sometimes you just need to know when to call it quits, and I'm not in, really in the business of retiring fighters and saying they should retire, but I just don't like seeing her get this damage. I can imagine how her daughter feels because her daughter is a big thing in her life and is always with her training and, and, and in her fights and stuff. And if she's watching her mom just get just beat down and it just sucks, man. So I'm really hoping that um, she takes a good look at her career and takes a step back and, you know, tries to either figure out what what to change or how to adapt or realize that maybe the the game has passed her by and and it's time to let it go so best of luck to her with her decision on what she might do uh maybe she got upset here because she knows it's over and we might hear of a retirement soon or something of that sort she has a great personality um she's a very um outgoing person and i think that she could do really well with being an analyst or a commentator or something of the sort to stay involved with the sport and uh you know keep uh continue with her career in mma whether whether or not it's in the cage you know i i feel like she would have a good career um outside of the cage as well so best of luck to her we'll move on to that co-main event um we got bryce mitchell versus <laughs> bryce mitchell versus uh dan Ige. and man this was a weird one uh everything from the way that the fight went down to pre and post fight it was crazy bryce mitchell is a interesting character to say the least <laughs> i don't i don't know how to explain bryce mitchell except for show this picture he came out with the bible in his hands he was just yelling and screaming as he's walking out singing and uh when they're announcing his name he's he's holding the bible up screaming freedom now, he's had a lot of stuff going on in his uh, 
personal life with ex-girlfriends of sorts that are killing his plants and threatening to kill his dogs and threatening to kill him. Uh, There's a video released of him breaking a sliding glass window because he was banging on it. Uh, Who knows what is going on with him. But unfortunately, he also is a flat earther. He thinks the world is flat. Um, I don't even know what else to say. He's he's uber religious now, apparently. Uh, Yeah, he believes in all kinds of conspiracies. So, yeah, that's uh, but he's a he's a great fighter. And he's, you know, one of the very few people to pull off a twister submission in the UFC. So, there's that. <laughs> but, like I said, this was an interesting fight. Dan Ige is a tough opponent. And he busted up Bryce Mitchell. Um, especially that uh, right eye of his, which you can kind of see here in this picture. But Bryce is a good grappler and and obviously has a good ground game. Uh like I said, because he got that submission in the past, that twister. But uh, here he is picking up Dan Ige and just kind of manhandling him, dropping him down, dumping him on his head, and then, you know, going for these submission attempts because, of course, he's a good uh, jiu-jitsu player as well. So uh, he got busted up on his feet, winds up taking it down to the ground, and in the end, uh, Bryce Mitchell got the win by a unanimous decision. But Dan Ige, like I said, put up a great fight. Um, and it wasn't for not, you know, nothing, you know. But uh, <laughs> the post-fight antics were a little bit out there as well. Michael Bisping caught a lot of shit because basically Bryce Mitchell didn't want to talk about the fight or anything past it or any of his future fights or anything. All he wanted to talk about was... Uh, how Dan Ige is a Hawaiian, I guess. So he wanted to talk about how he believes that the Hawaii fires were man-made, were started by by a person and not by some kind of weather or anything like that. And he feels like they're trying to, you know, it's the narrative that's out there that they're trying to, you know, push the people out of their land so they could take it over for nefarious reasons or business reasons, whatever it might be. But he went on and on and on about this on the mic, and he, and he like, forced Dan Ige to stand there with him. As you can see by Ige's face in this picture, he's a little bit um, uncomfortable because then uh, he, Bryce Mitchell also tried to get uh, Michael Bisping to let him uh, pray on the mic with Dan Ige for Hawaii, which is a nice sentiment and all. And, I, you know, it, being religious, it is what it is. You do what you got to do. You believe in what you want to believe in. And all that. And I'm not going to down on anybody for that. But it's just like a time and a place. And Bryce Mitchell just seemed to make it go a little bit in the weird direction. So uh, Michael Bisping just kind of said, nope, that's it. Pulled the mic away, walked away. And Bryce was kind of looking a little, little dis, you know, <laughs> he was looking a little bit annoyed by all of it. But uh, he did um, still kind of sit down with Danny Gay and pray for a minute. So, I mean, it was a nice little moment, but it was it was a little awkward way to get there. So, Bryce Mitchell gets the win, though. And we'll see what kind of antics he has coming up in the future. <laughs> oh, man. 
But we'll get to this main event now from UFC Fight Night 228. Hopefully my music starts again because it's very annoying that he keeps stopping and having so much time in between. It's weird. I'm going to have to look into that. There it goes. Uh, we had Rafael Fasiev, Fasiev versus uh, Matayush Gamrot. God damn it. It's hard saying these names sometimes. Um... But yeah, this was a fun fight, man. The first round was back and forth. Good action. Um, both guys landing hard punches on each other. Uh, I feel like uh, Fazeev dropped Gamrot like halfway, kind of. and and But Gamrot kind of stu- uh, stumbled uh, Fazeev as well. Like they both kind of made each other wobble a little bit with these big punches. And, you know, Fazeev is out there showing his uh, flexibility and uh and i mean his striking skills really and he is a great striker he's a great fighter but um and he showed he showed that in this fight i mean even though all these pictures are kind of of him on the offense uh Gamera was out there giving him a good fight as well but uh you know Fazeev, like i said showing that flexibility uh Throwing a lot of those kicks, Gamrot was catching them and really trying to take him down with by catching those kicks and you know trying to give him the trip. But Fazeev is so flexible and and has really good balance and it took a lot for Gamrot to get him down. Um, finally, in the second round, he got him to the ground after about two or three attempts, and then they you know fought down there a little bit. Fazeev gets back up and winds up throwing a big kick. Uh, um, to Gamrot and hits him in the elbow and as he steps back he falls down because basically it looked like he broke his foot or his ankle on on Gamrot's elbow it was it was pretty nasty looking um as you can see he's like staring at his foot right here but that was it um and it sounds like he just had some uh some kind of knee uh injury or something like that I think um it wasn't exactly what you thought but he is going to be out a little while. So, you know, it was a, just a shitty way to end that fight. You know, you never like to see a guy get hurt and not be able to finish a fight, especially when the fight is very entertaining up until that point. So, uh, Gamrot did celebrate after the fact. I think that kind of sucks a little bit because, you know, the guy just got hurt. Like, and then you're just going to stand there and celebrate and stuff. I mean, I guess it's not your fault he got hurt. He was throwing a strike that and and you blocked it and that's what caused the injury i guess so i guess it's better than if he just kind of slipped and fell and hurt his ankle that way i guess um but i mean to celebrate about it i don't know i'd be a little more like yeah cool yeah i won but it sucks to win this way but he went on a full-on celebration so i don't know i guess uh congrats to gamrot for that win um, I don't know that it really moves him anywhere in the rankings or anything like that because it wasn't a definitive finish. Um, and, it, and it was looking like a really competitive fight up until that point. So we'll see if maybe they do a rematch when Fazeev is uh, healed up. Who knows? Let's move on to Dana White's Contender Series uh, from Tuesday night. This was a fun night of fights as well. If you don't watch the Contender Series, like I said, it's on Tuesday nights. Um, this is season seven of it. We've gotten a bunch of really good fighters um, coming from this uh, 
series of uh, fights that Dana White puts on. And, you know, they're not official UFC fights until they actually get signed, but everybody's fighting for a contract. And it seemingly has become more and more of a way to get people to fight uh, in more and more exciting ways. And this was a prime example. We came out with some big KOs, some all-out wars, um, nonstop action, um, and then a disqualification even. But uh, this is probably one of the weeks that has had the most signings um, out of any night, which was uh, six six uh, fighters came out with a contract in uh, during this night of fights with between these five fights. Normally, it's just the winner that gets a contract, but we actually had uh, two of the two of the losing fighters uh, getting a contract as well. That's how good these fights were. So, um, let's see. Uh, we had Barlow versus Forrest. Barlow got the win and the contract. Um, Soldotkin versus Piazzone. Uh, Piazzone is the winner by disqualification. Um, and Soldotkin was the one DQ'd. So, obviously, that was a... Uh, that was not the best of fights. So, that one kind of sucked. And nobody got a contract there. Uh, Pacheco versus Silva. Silva was the winner and got a contract. But Pacheco got a contract as well because that was a great fight. Um, uh, uh, Judice versus uh, uh, Karis Kate. I think that's how you say it. Um, this was a fucking crazy fight. These girls went at it. They were nonstop. Lots of action. Lots of striking. And they both walk away with a contract with um, Judice being the winner of the fight, though. And then you had Oliveira versus Ma Madrigal. And Oliveira gets a quick KO there. Is the winner. Um, and, and gets a contract. So six fighters with a contract. Let's look at Oliveira's highlights here. Um, this was a big shot to the chin. Gets this big left hand and winds up getting the finish. The big finish, the big KO. And like I said, walks away with a contract and a big win. Um, this was in the first round. It was so crazy that uh, Dana White, this was Dana White's face right after that KO. First round KO. First fight of the night, and you get this reaction from Dana. Dana was on his feet all night long, basically, because that's how good these fights were. They were exciting, they were entertaining, and they were just crazy. So for the for it to start off this way with Dana's reaction, you know it was a good night of fights. And uh yeah, Oliveira gets that win, celebrates, and it's funny because somebody from his corner throws a pen in there. And he grabs the pen and he's like, hey, Dana, I'm ready. Ready to sign that contract. It was pretty funny. Um, pretty clever, I guess. But uh, here's the Carisgate. Uh, Carisgate, I think that's how you say it. Versus uh, Judice. Now, in this, it looks like Carisgate uh, gets, you know, the wind out of every... Or gets the win out of all of this. Um, but I believe Judice got actually got the win but they both got signed to a contract because this was non-stop action like i said full of big strikes never ending now it wasn't the most technical fight but both these girls showed all kinds of heart and all kinds of talent 
and they both got signed so that should be exciting to watch them come up in the ufc and see what kind of competition they are for the rest of the division then we move to silva versus pacheco this was a it's almost like they stood in the back and watched that last fight with the women and were like i think we need to show out on this one because it's hard to you know follows a big crazy fight like that one that the women had and then they come out there and uh put on a crazy fight of their own so let's see i believe uh hold on was i wrong oh my god i was wrong karis karis kate got the win Oh, man, I screwed that one up. Wow, that's all right. Anyway, Danny Silva defeats uh, Angel Pacheco by unanimous decision. That's how this fight ended. And like I said, it was just action all the way through. Um, Pacheco had some big strikes. It went back and forth. Both of them uh, landing a bunch on each other, making it extremely exciting. But Silva came out with the win here uh, by unanimous decision. Um, looked good all the way through and yeah they both get a contract uh for their efforts in that fight and then the last fight of the night ended with a bang as well uh barlow versus uh oh man i already forgot his uh barlow versus forrest danny barlow defeats raheem forrest by tko strikes a minute 19 in the first round like I said, it was quick. It was exciting. It's a hell of a way to end off that. End up. It was a hell of a way to end the night. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> With a big finish. And yeah, that's why so many people got the contract this week. So that was good. Um, and it was another exciting week of Dana White's Contender Series. Every time this thing pops on and I get the notification, I'm like, oh my God, I should watch this because there's been nothing but crazy good fights all the way through. And you never know what what fighter you're going to find there that's going to be a, you know, a future champ because that's what happened with Sugar Sean O'Malley. That's what happened with Jamal Hill. They're both champ, well, current champions technically. Jamal Hill hasn't been stripped just yet. Um, but uh, yeah, you get champs out of this out of this uh series here so it's not bad to uh go ahead and sit down and take a look at it on tuesday nights and if not at least check out the highlights because like i said you never know when you're watching a future star uh and let's get to the big boxing match for this weekend and the end of the show here because yeah i've been going on for a minute dealing with all these problems but we have a big boxing fight to talk about Again, I'm not the biggest boxing in, fan in the world. I don't know that much about it. I just like to be honest. But I know who Canelo Alvarez is. I know who Jamar, uh, Jamar, ugh, Jarmel Charlo is. Um, so, you know, it, it. I've heard a lot about this fight. It's going to be exciting, I bet. I guarantee it's going to be a good one. And uh, it's a highly anticipated fight as well. Canelo is an exciting fighter. He's a star. Uh, he has a really big fan base. And Charlo's been a good up-and-comer as well, a star in his own right. I mean, this should be a fairly decent fight. Um, this is what's happening Saturday, Showtime pay-per-view. 
And yeah, you know, they both have, uh, I, I believe that it's undisputed versus undisputed. I don't know how the fuck that works when they both have this many belts. Who's undisputed where? I don't fucking know. Is it different weight divisions? I don't know. I can't keep up with this shit. Now I could look into all of it, but who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, I care. I do care, but so it says Mexican superstar and pound for pound great Canelo Alvarez defends his undisputed super middleweight world titles against hard hitting undisputed junior middleweight world champion Jermel Char- uh, Charlo headlining a Showtime pay-per-view from T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. So that's what it is. Two different weight classes. That's It's hard to keep up with this shit unless you're like only a boxing fan or something of that sort because there's just so much that's involved in all of it um but let's see i mean as far as it goes it, it feels to me like you've got a heavier fighter normally super middleweight canelo versus uh junior middleweight and charlo so and everything that I've heard, uh, you know, Canelo is the harder hitter. He's he's a the stronger fighter, and um, but Charlo's got the speed. He's got, you know, he's got uh, he's got power behind his punches as well. Um, but I mean, Canelo, uh, Canelo is just. I mean, he's he's like a living legend at the moment. I'm sure he's going to go down as a legend, but Charlo is a one of those guys that i that can give him a decent fight from what i understand and he's he's quick he's fast he's got good footwork but i mean is it enough to you know overcome what uh canelo has for him because canelo's just so experienced he has so much so many fights under his belt i mean i think he has more ko's than charlo has fights uh i believe that is something i heard earlier which uh i mean that's pretty impressive if you ask me i mean every time i hear about a canelo fight it's always good so um he's been around for a long time has a lot of experience like i said big power um good movement and i mean i'm sure this is going to be an exciting fight uh he's had some pretty big fights in the past obviously it's canelo he's been around for a long time so i'm not sure exactly what you're gonna get from this fight but it should be exciting and you know when canelo's beaten all kinds of big names so now he's fighting a a lower weight guy i guess but uh somebody who's very very fast so we'll see what happens and um yeah i'll be waiting for the highlights like i said i probably won't get to watching this fight live but I will definitely keep up with everything and I'll probably do a bit of a recap next week. So enjoy the fights. You got boxing, you got bare knuckle fighting. You have one championship with uh, grappling uh, championships as well as Muay Thai, MMA, everything else going on in one. And then you've got the troll fight. <laughs> you got um dylan dennis versus logan paul the fight's not happening to october 14th but you can be entertained and watch the uh twitter beef slash x fights going on um lawsuits uh 
And uh, what do you call him? Damn it. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, I'm done. I, my, my brain is mush. I have uh, battling all these issues and wondering if things are working has just exhausted me. So, <laughs> and that was a lot to cover, but we made it and we're done. That's it for me. Don't forget to watch the fights um, and come back next week for a preview of the returning UFC fights and a bunch more. I'm sure by then we'll have a lot more uh, combat sports news and everything else happening. So have a good night. Uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. I hate when I end it like that. <laughs> Why do I have to be so awkward at the end? Because I had a whole thing I was going to say, and then I got sidetracked. Anyway, enjoy the fights. Come back next Thursday. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, and uh, share it with a friend. Help me grow the channel. That'll be it. That's it for me. I'm out. Peace.